The following program is not appropriate for young humans or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Canadian Pirate Cast is filmed before a live studio audience. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. I wonder if residential school day is going to be a statutory holiday. What do you think? I don't know. I'm down for that. I'm down for more double time pay days, but that's where that's probably, that would probably be the thing that would uh, hold it back. I just want another day off is all. <laughs> Welcome to the Canadian Pirate Cast. I am your host, Captain Beckham Kidd. I'm Gummy Bear. Thank you for any returning listeners, returning, and any new listeners just like tuning in. You're welcome aboard our ship. Here, here. So, um. Does our ship have a name? Oh, shit. We haven't named our ship. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Isn't that bad luck to have a ship without a name? I don't know. Are you, how's it, how? Oh, that was a lot. That was. I guess a cannon fired or something? When so curious. Are we, being, are we under attack? Oh, man, maybe. So we don't have. We, are, we haven't named our fucking ship. Damn it. Like, okay, well. What do you want to name our ship? I guess we'll figure that out later. No, let's name it right here, right now. While we're we're in the middle of a show. They committed. I'm kidding. That's not a good time. Shit. Okay, let's try to do that by next week so that we can like, launch this. <laughs> it explains all the black cats that have been crossing my path lately. And like, for some reason, every time I walk under an archway, there's always like a ladder there. Hmm. I wonder if it means something. <laughs> <laughs> so, today on Canadian PirateCast, we want to introduce just a... Um, well, first we want to start off with our corrections corner, as always, trying to correct ourselves. Especially because uh, Gummy Bear got owned, and uh, apparently she got needs to. Owned. Oh, she she. I needs, wouldn't put it that way. No, but it was because uh, you were so so like, oh, I don't make mistakes, and it was like, oh, oh my, oh, yes. this is this yep. is one that w- one yeah. of our one of our listeners reached out to us, and uh, it was kind enough to point out uh, just that it was I'm sure it was an inaccuracy in what in like what you were saying, which is teasing. But so we both have a thing on Corrections Corner today. Because I also shit the bed on Canada Day episode and didn't teach anyone about modern insulin. So for anybody that is interested, modern insulin is made by either modifying pig versions of like insulin, as a still common practice, but they also it can also be made with recombinant technology, which is just uh, DNA that's made in a laboratory. Basically, they probably grow it off a mouse or something. They like they they grow a Weird. pancreas off of a mouse and then they probably what? eject it from that thing. I don't think that I'm just kidding with that part. But they just they oh just my God, I thought you were speaking no. facts here. Well no, well they do okay, well <laughs> they, well if you're just the mouse thing, they do actually do that with like limbs. Like they've done that with like nose like nose and ears and shit, like in experiment things. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, just like small cartilage limbs and shit. But the uh no, but the actual thing is that recombinant technology. I was looking into it. It's basically just making makes they can make it in the lab, so they can they can synthetically make it essentially. But uh, the most I think it's probably just way more expensive than doing the pig version, which makes sense because any you're making DNA out of nothing. I'm sure, that's a costly endeavor. Yeah, it's not CRISPR. So you can buy those. Anyone can buy one of those for thirty bucks on Amazon. 
And uh, so yeah, that was insulin. So sorry about that on the last episode. Gummy bear, what's your thing? Well, evidently not everything I say is perfect. So. What? I know, I was just as shocked. I was just as shocked as you are right now. Um, apparently in our our first episode, I think. I said that seniors are 55 plus and like just factually I know that is not true and it, it's definitely not um, mm-hmm. and when I was talking about older folks going to the town hall meetings I was more like talking like 70 70 plus like not 55 plus seniors which don't exist well, I thought the, um, I honestly thought the most seniors, they, uh, I thought senior was 65 and up. Well, I feel like whenever I see it, like at a movie theater place or like a restaurant, it's always 65 plus. Uh, it's I, either I, 65 or 70. I'm not sure. I've never seen 70. I've always seen 65. Yeah. I just remember they were going to change it or something. I don't know. Maybe. And so now, can, now I'm talking more. Well, they, they, they could be a legitimate reason for that because I've been hearing about the silver tsunami since high school. So that's. <sighs> But, okay, like, even so, that's kind of a weird one, because that's not even exclusive to Canada. Like, any developing country has those, has that issue, and that's a whole other thing we'll look into in another day. But, um... So, my apologies for accidentally calling, um, middle-aged people seniors. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to our middle-aged listening listeners. We thank you for your dedication, and, uh, we don't think you're seniors. Not, not for another ten years, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that was corrections corner um but yeah anyway though so anyone else so anyone else that feels like the need that we've said something that is factually incorrect not like an opinion thing because opinions can totally be subjective but anything that's like factually incorrect which i feel the senior thing is on point along with my insulin shitting the bed uh feel free to reach out to us at canadian piratecast gmail.com or our facebook or whatever else we have on for social media Maybe a small, like, technical corrections corner. Um, I have to work on the formatting for show notes, but I'm still working on it. Apple Podcasts just, like, changed their whole thing, and then it looks janky, so. Well, well I was going to clarify that at a later point, just for, um, in general. But essentially, so I know we've been posting our references in the show notes, but because we're finding issues with, like, limited text space, because we, we're just we're pulling up a lot of stuff and trying to pull as many things as we can. So what we're going to do for the time being is that we, we're just going to be posting our timestamps. So anybody that wants to skip a segment can do that and like easily and conveniently. Um, as for our show notes, if anybody wants to know where we got our information, we could contact us and we could just give you our, give you the uh, web links. Um, ideally, when we have we're more organized with this, we'll have we'd like to have like a website where we can just list our show notes by episode. So anybody that wants to know the information can just go to that episode. But that's for when we're more organized and we're not just like running with the seat of our, by the seat of our pants or whatever the phrase is, flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah, it's all a work in progress. Yeah, where does that saying come from? Like, what is that? No idea. I know, but like, are you flying like are you are you like pedaling like a bicycle through the air, flying with like a bicycle seat under you, like an air bicycle? Or is it just like fast in a car and you're so fast your pants are coming off? I'm, I'm just don't know what that means now. I'm wondering. Well, maybe I'll find that out for another day. figure that out. All right. Uh, yeah. So introducing our quick uh, first segment here, which is a short one that I just thought would be fun to do. Because um, I get angry about a lot of things. And I, I'm not saying I don't have like an anger problem where I take it out on people, but I definitely have like my 
like my rant fits where I just kind of get pissy about something and I go on a rant and I think it's I think I'm hilarious so I thought I'd share that with the world thank you for listening to my opinions so to our next segment insert demonic laugh music or something when I look it up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the rage of kid uh first thing actually this is actually a weird rage this is gonna be a dull rage this first one here because this is weird this is all about the whole cosby thing uh because i was i was really mad about that and then it just kind of and it just well that's i'm only bringing it up again because this ties into a point i'm gonna make later this is gonna tie into a segment i'm doing later so this will this will come full circle trust me but i Obviously, I'm very mad about the whole thing with it, although I understand that the case was shoddy to begin with, and it was just, it's procedural fuck-ups. It was more than anything, and statute of limitations on uh, on offenses. What I found the most frustrating, though, is that going to actually Bill Cosby's Twitter is the surprising amount of people that are just still straight up in support of him. Like, oh, you did nothing wrong, blah, 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 we believe you. And that's obnoxious because he's like admitted his own, he's admitted the things he's done very openly. It's an open secret in the industry. It was, he's verbally admitted on different talk shows and like, and that one, in that one confession that can't legally be used for other reasons. But so like, we just, we know he did it. It's like the legal procedure is one thing and it's a flaw in the system, but it's just part of it. But the, uh, it was the support. And I understand that the backfire effect is a thing where people, when they believe a thing, you bring them new information, sometimes nothing will make them change the information. And I'm not even talking about, like, the separation of, I don't expect everyone to do this, but, like, I compartmentalize really well in breaking down between artists that have done terrible things and the art they put out to the world that is amazing. Uh, and I don't understand why... I know, and I understand why not everyone can compartmentalize that, but I just, I, I can, and I don't, I wouldn't put that on anybody to do that, but that's just how I am. Uh, and that being said, I'm not a fan of Cosby or the show or anything like that. I, um, I was never into that, but I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled by the amount of support for him still, which is the weird thing. Like, it'd be one thing if he got out, but then just like, he should just be like, no, but you're like a piece of shit. Just don't ignore him. Don't talk to him. Don't give him anything. He's just let him die alone on an island. A sad old man that has no one around him because he's a piece of shit. Let that happen. But, like, I don't know. That was just my opinion. And that was kind of a dull rage thing, though, because this, uh, there was a lot happening this week and a lot of other things. Uh, but the second thing, and this is something that actually made me really mad. Okay, so I ride my bike in town because I can't afford a car and, and it keeps me in shape as well. And what pissed me off is the driving culture in the Comox Valley, how everyone, Swear to God, every day is make a fucking rule day on the road. And I was going to a roundabout, and I know that universally not everyone knows how to use the roundabout, but in general, like, it's in it's been in town for a long time, so it shouldn't be a thing, right? So I'm going and waiting my turn to go in, and some asshole stops to let me in on my bike, holding up the roundabout to give me the right away, when it's not my right away. I'm not, like, I wasn't going in, I, was bare I wasn't in the fucking way, I was just waiting on the edge of my turn to go in for asshat to pass me so I can go in on my fucking day. And he holds up traffic, somebody behind him, just to fucking let me in. And that pisses me the fuck off, because I'm, as a biker, I understand that car drivers don't like me, and I don't like them. That's fine. We have to share the road, and we don't see eye to eye. I get that. That's fine. But it pisses me off when people try to do the nice thing, and like, oh, I'm going to give the, let the biker have the right of way. That pisses everybody off. That makes everyone think, I'm a fucking asshole when I'm not. I just want to obey the rules of the fucking road and move on with my day. And some assholes who can't live with themselves, they have to be nice to some fucking rando on the street. And hold up traffic. And that's going to cause a goddamn accident. I fucking hate it. So 
And he, like, and this is an instance where I actually yelled at him because I was like, what the fuck are you even doing? Like, this is so you're right away. It's not like the same thing happens at stop signs, but at least that I can kind of understand because sometimes it's hard to gauge who arrived when first because it's supposed to be in the order of arrival. That I understand. A roundabout is clear cut. If you're in the fucking roundabout, you have the right of way. If you're not in the roundabout, you don't have the right of fucking way. Easy fucking peasy. I'm sorry, but like that really ticked me off. And the thing with the driving culture in the valley, where I talk to fucking truck drivers who deliver, who have driven all over Canada and shit nomadically, and they've been like, yeah, the island has the worst drivers, and Comox Valley has the worst of the worst drivers. Because they're all fucking potheads and old people. Um, legitimately, I get nervous crossing the street, even even if it's, you know, you're, the light's like, yeah, you go. Yeah. You know, I, I get nervous. I've been almost hit by people who just aren't looking. And it's like, hello. I'm not wearing black at night here. <laughs> if I'm perfectly visible. <laughs> that's what I mean. And it's if whether you're walking or on a bike or anything that's not in a car. And the big one I see is shoulder checks. It's people that just don't, like, they look one way and then they turn right and look at the same time and they almost fucking hit you. I have yeah. no friends that's happened on the way to work. I got dinged by a fucking car because someone didn't do a shoulder check. And it's it happens a, all the time. It's fucking annoying because it's like the easiest goddamn thing. And if you can't do that, you maybe shouldn't be driving a fucking car. The valley is very non-car accessible. And I'm not even saying that's some kind of thing about any bullshit about like, oh, less cars. I'm saying if you can't handle following the rules of the fucking road, maybe you shouldn't be in a car. The categories of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you feel better now? A little bit. Get that off your chest. Yeah. And to preemptively, too, I'm not talking about, well, okay, like, the rules of the road are crazy as shit, and I don't expect everyone to follow everything all the time, but, in, like, very clear-cut right-of-way cases or something where it's, like, someone even, like, when they stop in the middle of the road to let a pedestrian cross the street when it's on a crossing space, like, don't do that. It's going to cause a fucking accident. That's not a safe way to be, okay? I know you want to be nice in the pedestrian and shit like that and the bike rider, but that's just dangerous. You go with the flow trap, you follow the rules, and the bikers will follow the rules, too. Better for everybody. But yeah, sorry, that felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Rage of Kid. And now we're going to take a quick music transition break to our next segment, Local Waters, hosted by none other than Quartermaster Gummy Bear. That's me. <laughs> Stay tuned. Pass our sword from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Welcome back to the Canadian Piratecast in our section, Local Waters. Hello. This is Local Waters. It's kind of my thing, I guess. I'm going to try to speak loudly. Ah, it's really hard. It's so hard. It's, it's not hard. You just enunciate from your diaphragm. Not the one I like, know how to speak. Not the one you buy at a shop, like the <laughs> one that's inside your body. There are two diaphragms. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so originally I was just gonna do like quick island news and this was gonna be kinda just part of that. But um kinda developed into a heated discussion over this weekend hmm. online within the community. Oh. Arguments really. Oh I mean I'm so interested in this. Around nine AM on July 9th, in Campbell River at Tim Hortons. Oh, Timmy's. Always there for our memorable moments, right? Timmy Ho's. Um, Before they were owned by America. Cops tried to stop 
a man who had a warrant. The man fled. RCMP blocked him in with two cars. They then sent a police dog into the man's vehicle. The man stabbed the dog, and the police shot him six times. And both the man and the dog died. The first thing I heard about this after the incident was all about the dog. And, well, understandably, it's everyone, everyone's sad when dogs die. And I'm, I'm sad that the dog died. The dog shouldn't have died, definitely. No. Um, there was a funeral procession and multiple memorials for the dog. There's a large one, I believe, somewhere outdoors in Camp River as well. Hmm. Um, what was the dog's name? Gator. Okay. <laughs> That's a good good dog name. Um, so the man's name is Jared Loundis, I believe is how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Um, a day or so after it happened, I started seeing many posts with the other side of the story. Um, his mother is now calling for a public inquest into his death. There is already an internal investigation, but I think it's just routine when, when someone dies like that mm-hmm. or someone gets shot. Um, so he is a member of the Wet'suwet'en. Um, and I'm just going to read this post. So this is the first post I saw in the community, um, and I believe it's from a friend, friend of Jared's, and it says, um, there's a picture of him with his daughter, and it says, this is the face of a man who the RCMP are trying to paint as a junkie who has been sober for seven years and are saying was trying to rob Tim Hortons. He had five grand in the bank. This is dehumanization tactics to try to get away with sicking a dog on a man so they could legally execute him. This was nothing but a gangland execution on Canadian soil that they will try to sweep under the rug. Is that it? That's the first post that I saw. Um, Sorry, could you pause it? The way you looked at me, I didn't know if you wanted me to say something or if you had more to say. I was sorry, I wasn't sure. Yeah, and I mean, there are hundreds of comments um, on all these posts, really, where um, everyone's just arguing about um, whether or not he basically deserved to die because he stabbed the dog. Uh, well, I can, you know, a thing about that, and this is not like my opinion, this is just, this is just a fact about how that's actually considered, is um, police animals are considered police officers. So... I'm not sure exactly if it would be the same in Canada, but I know for definitely in the U.S. that if you attack a police animal or hurt a police animal, it's the equivalent of harming an officer, essentially. Yep, that's definitely part of some people's arguments. That's and so that's that's a big so that, that's a that's a factor in that regard. Um, I would say. I'm just going to read a part of another post. Um, by, I believe a family member. I am going to skip the very first paragraph because there's names and I don't want to name anybody. Of course. Um, That's respectful. So it says, 
On Thursday morning, he was boxed in at the Tim Hortons drive-thru in Willow Point. The cops rammed his car on both the front and the back. He was trapped in his car with the passenger door, the only way out. RCMP officers ordered him to come out with his hands up. They sicked a police dog, trained to kill, to attack him. That dog jumped in the car window, attacking him and his large puppy, who wasn't even a year old yet. He saved his dog at the cost of his own life when he stabbed the police dog to death. Several officers open-fired on him, shooting him in the face. Now, this part really makes me sad. Yesterday evening, we made a memorial or vigil for him and put up a shrine. I'm putting up some of the pictures below. The racist and hateful people tore down our shrine. I'm not asking for you to message me. I'm busy grieving. I'm not asking for likes or comments. I'm asking for help and support. We have the right to grieve and have that shrine up as part of our healing process. I feel unsafe going to Timmy's to mourn by myself and put up the shrine again. The racists cannot win. I will be going down at 8 p.m. I'll be bringing my drum to sing and pray. The more people, the better. I want to show Campbell River that he needs his dignity back and those that knew him deserve to mourn. I want Campbell River to know that Indigenous lives matter. Hmm. Um, there's also a lot of argument as to whether or not this was racially motivated uh, obviously since he was, he was indigenous hmm. yeah I I'm not that tuned in to honestly to things like this like especially with like the police things because I don't know I guess it's How much like and this is not me trying to be this is not me trying to like call it a lot or call anything be or call anything like a lie or anything but I'm just wondering like how much visual evidence and where like there seems to be a lot of videos popping up in the U.S. about like these police things about the cops being completely just unreasonable and shit and and stuff they shouldn't be doing on their citizens. Is there like have you seen any videos like that in Canada of RCMP officers doing that? Oh yeah, okay, hundred percent, I have. And because I just, I don't look for that stuff because that's, that's one of those things where you only see it if you actually look for it. And that's just something I don't really think about too often and what I, when I, when I consider stuff. Um, I mean, he was, that's fucked up. I though. mean, like, okay. I, I, I a feel lot bad. of people are arguing that he shouldn't have ran from the cops when he was being pulled over. But like at that point he was trapped in his car. I don't understand why they had to escalate things by sending the dog after him. Yeah, well, that's an, that seems like an excessive use of force. Um, like, oh, well, I guess my other question too, though, is that what was like they they said they were they were out for his arrest warrant. What was what was? Oh the yeah, so I was that? going to mention that it was apparently just a warrant to collect. I might be wrong, um, but that's what I've seen is that it was just a warrant to collect DNA, not an actual charge. Okay, so he's under suspect or something. Yeah. But is that easy? Was the is the suspect fit? That's the thing, actually, because I can't say. Because if you're a suspect, it can't be anything. But does he is he have any history of any kind of criminal violence or anything like that? Well, I don't know. Um, comments are saying he did. Okay. Comments are saying he deserved to die because he might be a rapist, mm. which is probably what the DNA is for. Okay. But I mean, I don't think the. I, I mean, like, 
whatever he may have done. I'm not advocating for the Should use of force. That I'm, I'm killed? Probably not. I don't think that. No, no, no. That goes against procedure. Like that goes against the democratic system. I do not agree with somebody even being under like innocent until proven guilty. And so that should be that was an excessive use of force on that kind of crime. So it feels like again it's shitty because again because if well, we we won't know now because like later you're gonna check his yeah. DNA now. So is it like is it gonna match up with whatever it is or did like okay well did an innocent man die? Oh, because he was because yeah, of the suspect of a crime, which is like both are bad, but one's worse. Obviously, I. I'm not happy with that excessive use of force. Innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah, innocent until proven guilty. That's the that's the democratic process, and it sucks. And again, occasionally you have assholes that get off, or the system gets abused by expensive lawyers. But it's an important part of the system, and I'm and, and I'm on that side too of the flawed system, just because I'd rather innocent, I'd rather some guilty people go free than more innocent people go to jail. Because that I like because jail jail is like one of the worst things that we like do in our culture and it's not and i'm not saying like it has its place it has its, its important place but they get dehumanized people get sexually like people get raped in prison like it's it's a terrible fucking place and it's not and it's in some ways in some problems like it's not some i'm happy that canada doesn't have full proper prisons because like that's the most fucked up thing i could possibly imagine but it's i'm sorry that's obviously not but they're just really i don't understand they're so fucked up i'm sorry so i just don't get that but Sorry, it's I'm just rambling now, but I, yeah, that excessive use of force makes me not question the cops' motivation because it does doesn't seem it was necessary. I mean, I'm still reading new comments from just minutes ago. I, yeah, people people are really angry on both sides. It's um, this is like, you know, it's like grab the popcorn. This is um, <laughs> one hell of a conversation we're having right now. It's like I'm kind of a little bit unprepared too because it just. Like I said, I wasn't going to do a whole thing on this, but then it's like, okay, well, I have to. Yeah, I feel like uh, things could have been avoided so that nobody had to die, including the dog. Um, just, I don't know if I mentioned this, but he was shot six times. And three of those times were in his face. Well, like, like what? <laughs> well, so that's okay. That's well, insane to me. All of this is an excessive use of force. So I'm trying to break it down where I'm thinking that someone playing devil's advocate would argue that when you you're hyped up with your adrenaline, you think you fear for life. Maybe you fire off more rounds than you need to. But there's obviously there's more than one cop. They haven't boxed in. They have the complete upper hand. There's no short of this gentleman pulling out an autom some big weapon like a shotgun or some bigger weapon out like immediately that they didn't see, and maybe being able to do some major damage like that. It seems like from the entire situation, the cops had the upper hand of the entire situation, and it was the the use of force was excessive. Especially since he was trapped in, like, locked in. Exactly. There was no, there wasn't really much of a was one way out, like. That's what I'm talking about, though, where he doesn't like, so there was no, it wasn't a thing where a cop was chasing him down, or maybe they, they were like, it was like a gunfight between cars or something like that. It was, they had the upper hand the entire time. 
they had the, so that's what I mean though. That's why I'm saying I'm the devil's advocate. The argument doesn't work for saying oh maybe they overuse it because they overworked their lives. But they had the advantage the entire time. They wouldn't have. Yeah, being a cop, your life is always on the line. But in Canadian cops too, like we don't have as like because we don't have as many open carry laws as as the U.S. So there's not as much of a risk as the average citizen having a gun like that because there's like a huge fucking fine for carrying it not in a uh, in a particular container. So that's what I'm talking about, where that's an excessive use of force. He didn't have a gun. Obviously. So he this, obviously had a knife. I don't know if he was brandishing it. But this is what I mean, though. So that's where... So or if he just pulled it out. Not, the dog was coming it's okay to carry, I don't know. It's okay to carry knives in Canada, but it's not okay to carry, like, open There are guns. rules about knives, though. There are, there, that's what I'm talking about, though. So that's where... Okay, so that's where uh, one of the things... Okay, this actually does tie to the U.S. and the thing, but... Okay. Okay, no, because the cops in the U.S. arguably have a way harder job because guns are way more prevalent in the U.S., so they have to be more on guard because almost anybody can have a gun because of how their carry laws work, right? Canada does not have the same open carry laws, so our RCMP don't have nearly the same amount of risk as U.S. cops. They still have risk. They still have risk, and they're tougher than me because they're doing shit. They're doing that kind of shit. However, that does not justify this overuse of force. But I'm just saying, though, that further makes me be like that was an excessive use of force because RCMP cops don't have the same, nearly the same amount of risk of having a gun pulled on them that, Amer that American cops do. That makes their job way harder. So that's all I was saying and where that RCMP cops, they are the RCMP that was a, a serious excessive use of force. And so that's, sorry, I know we're just kind of blowing on that, but that was... Yeah, every every way you look about that, that was not handled the proper way. I think I, I don't think there's a possible way you could dissect that and where it make it the use of force is okay. Yeah, I guess my clo closing thoughts on that are, um, you know, definitely shouldn't have happened, and uh, I feel really bad for his family that people are destroying his. Because I guess they're just people are really mad at him for killing the dog. Like I get it, but like, you know, mind your business. You don't need to to also go out and destroy someone's memorial. I I I I make their family feel unsafe. Also. Well, that's kind of what that's an issue too. I feel obviously the family is not responsible for anything that someone has done. You know what I mean? They're separate people, and at the same time, they're allowed to love and mourn their family member. Yeah. Regardless, I feel like because once somebody is dead, that's it. It's just their memory that all it is, and there's not. There are few people on earth that are such terrible human beings that they deserve to be desecrated after they're dead. And I'm saving that for like dictators that have like genocides under their belts. To be fair, like other than that, most people are good human beings that are not genocidal dictators, so let's not desecrate dead people. That's I just think that's disrespectful on a lot of uh, different levels. Um, especially when, again, it seems like not everyone clearly knows the facts of what's going on with this guy, because it's under a suspect of thing. He hasn't been committed to this crime yet. So in their, in his grave, he's being, and like, whatever every... the crime was, was apparently like eight years ago. So all of this is just like... It's I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if he did do something, like, if, yes... It doesn't matter how long, though, it was if he did a horrible thing. I, I get that, too. I wasn't trying to say that either. <laughs> I just don't believe in desecrating. Again, this is a personal thing with me. I just don't believe in desecrating the dead. Yeah. They're, they're, they're dead. Leave it at that. You don't have to remember them in a positive light or be like, oh, they were so great. Let's not do that. But there's no reason to just, you know, you know what I mean? Like somebody's morning shrine. 
Because even if you hate that person, that's somebody's fucking kid. Yeah. Like, and that's a complicated thing, right? It's people, like, family love goes, like, deep like that. Um, I guess before we move on, quick Fairy Creek update. Mm. There have been 41 arrests in the last seven days. Um, and that brings the total up to 393. No. They are still going strong. Oh. I Respect. Don't... I had a funny comment about that, actually, is, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I found it interesting, because, I, again, I love the Fairy Creek Instagram, because the contraptions they make are insane, and, like, I totally still respect out of the protesters, um, but there's a picture on their Instagram of this cop making, like, a tough guy face that I just made a meme out of, and maybe I'll post that on our, I'll post that on our social media this week. Um, but just made a joke about how his entire family was killed by a tree, and this is personal for him. And I was just with a tag on Reddit that Fairy Creek Instagram is amazing. Posted this on the Vancouver Island um, Reddit and the BC Reddit. And Vancouver Island is like, you know, most people are like, yeah, and they kind of they get it's like funny. A couple people are like eco terrorists, <laughs> which, oh uh, which I was like that that made me that made me chuckle. But hey, everyone's everyone's entitled to their opinion, so I don't judge. But the thing is, on the BC Reddit, it barely got any upvotes, which is like, whatever. Like, I don't care. I just think it's interesting, the difference in, like, opinions on this. But the, um... And then this one person just responds, being like, because my tag for this is, the Fairy Creek Instagram is, ama is amazing, with Tough Guy Copier. And someone just like, this is amazing to you? LOL, WTF. I was like... Yes, yes. I think this this old cop popping his chest out like frown with a frowny face is, is amazing. I think that's why they put it there because it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just I think the differences in response is interesting, but it's because uh, like yeah, I just uh, I I love their Instagram. It's great. Uh, is there even tra any traction with anything like that? Because I thought the whole thing is they hold, they're supposed to hold off the cutting things down. Are people still cutting shit down? Or... Presumably. Oh my. The plot thickens. I might do a longer update at some point. But... Yeah, that's okay, good for so now. Alright. Is there anything else to cover on local waters? No. Okay. Any final thoughts, though, on the news we just unveiled or final opinions? Nope, I... Said it all. Yeah, I think that I'm we sure can. Sure, anybody in the valley is um, following those comments and knows exactly what I'm talking about. So. Yeah, so I think we can agree the RCMP is using their force excessively, which is not good. I didn't mean that valley; I meant the island. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's more. I'm sure it spans beyond the island. We should do a thing. We should do a deep dive into the RCMP and be like, "Hey, look at all this police violence. There is a bunch of shit that they've been doing that's sketchy." Hey! Surprise Pikachu face? Surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> uh, okay. oh, oh my. Yeah, maybe that'll be my my shtick to be on the coast in the... We are moving on. Yes, well, to, so tune into our next segment, um, Beyond the Coast. Uh, not talking about cop stuff. Other Beyond things. the Coast! Beyond the Coast! <laughs> no! Stay tuned. Why am I keep saying that? Fuck. It's not a radio show. What What's with me? What is I, Gummy Bear? Who am I? What is me? This is not the time for an existential crisis. We're having a show today. Am I even real? Is this all a dream? Well, it might be. I'm a Gummy Bear. 
Oh my god, is this, this entire podcast is a hallucination? <laughs> oh my god. I feel like the huff paint. I wonder if this has been a really long like life I've been living. And then once the paint wears off, I'll come back to my real life and I won't have a podcast or a stuffed animal sidekick anymore. This might be a real thing. Well, I hope not, because I don't want to disappear. Me neither. I'm I think, sure I'm real. I think you're a company. I think you're real, too. You kill Fuzzy when I, like, pet your head. <laughs> but what is feeling? I pass our swords from shoveling all day. Welcome back to the Canadian Piratecast Variety Show, which we didn't say before, just for anyone that's new. We talk about news and cooking and stuff. Just so you know. A lot of stuff. Yes. Just extra stuff. We should start the show every time with clarifying that for anyone that's new, just so they know like it's like we just what we do news. We don't have to do that every time. Yeah, let's do it like once a week. <laughs> anyway. We only I'm making a joke. <laughs> so, for my first segment, okay, now this this has changed now a bit. So, at the time, yes, Hippie, I know that it's off, but that's why I'm correcting you right now. So, actually, no, this is still relevant. Okay, first segment. BC is on fire. So, the big one that... That province on fire. Yeah, the province <laughs> is on fire. It's, it's a thing It's not that, funny, I'm sorry. It's... Well, it's it's it happens so often. You have to laugh at it sometimes. It's how you cope. That's how I cope. Yes. Um, always all the time. That being said, though, obviously, people lost their homes. This is terrible. You look at the pitchings after this. Okay, and here's why I paused on what I named the segment. Originally, I called it Linton was on fire, but the fire's out now, and you can see the pictures and the devastation. Oh, that was just terrible. Yeah, it was bad, and it was, but there, and I've known to you for other fires that are in the, were in the area, and some are still going, and one thing I do want to source in this episode, because I think it's good for people to know, and uh, just for anybody in BC, it's uh, the BC Fire Tracker, which is done by the, uh, by, by the fire, I don't remember what company, what, what, what government body does it, but it's like the fire department group, they have a list of where wildfires are in the area, and it's updated regularly, so just if anybody wants to know and check it, um, do that. It tells you whether they're out of control, kind of where they are. And that's where I'm getting worried for 100 Mile right now, but I'll get into that. To that. So starting off, though, with these uh, fires, uh, the most, the big one, they're, they're the one that first kind of got a lot of media attention, was Lytton. It's a small town southeast of Kamloops. Uh, the cause is not known, but uh, and this is a common case for a lot of them, but the wind rushed the fire through so a lot of them were exacerbated by just like general winds uh which is always kind of a bad thing in a dry forest well it's a bad thing for fire when there's a fire but especially yeah. in a dry forest um was that during or like right after the heat wave uh that was after these were after the heat wave um and that well that's a funny thing too and that'll get into the cause of a lot for a lot of them but currently okay so when i wrote these notes on july 9th um what day wait what day is today it's the 13th. Oh shit, today's July 13th. So when I wrote these four days ago, uh, there were 210 wildfires in BC, um, at least. Um, about two-thirds of them were started by lightning. Is this an unlucky day to record? <laughs> Is it fr- it's Wait, not Friday. Oh but... my god, no, it's not. Only, only if you believe in that stuff. No, I'm just joking. That's fair. Sorry for interrupting you. No, it's okay. It's good to know. It's good to, good to be aware of these things. You never know when the universe will fuck with you. So, on Friday the 13th, though, we ever do record on that day. That'll be uh, interesting. 
Hopefully it'll happen around Halloween. God, I would love that. Every Friday the 13th oh on Friday God. the 13th. I'm sure nobody's ever done that before. So. I didn't say that specifically. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm just, I'm just being silly. Making a joke. So, the lower mainland is most affected by all these wildfires popping up. A uh, hundred mile is currently surrounded by out of control class fires, which is scary. Uh, okay. It was bad. Yeah, not like surrounded like a complete circle engulfing it, but they were kind of like scattered, mm. and it was like um wondering when they're gonna start evacuating because they were all like out of control class. Mm. Um, the majority of new fires are of new fires that have been popping up have been near Kamloops and Kelowna, which are I think deserty. I think, but I might be wrong about that. Mm, it is very dry out there. I haven't spent a lot of time there, but I've spent time in um oh god. Crap, why am I forgetting it? Not a Soyuz, but it was near there. Damn it. Anyway, maybe, I think it might have been Kamloops. I think I used to, my family would go camping there every now and then. Uh, and it was always really hot and deserty. Uh, and I'd like to give a, just a shout out too, though, in general, to uh, all the forest fighters, forest firefighters currently, like, risking their lives in BC, because it's a thing that, I've, like, every... I'm not sure how common this is in other parts of Canada, but like BC, we have a we take our forest firefighter like group really seriously, and I don't know if we have more than other parts of Canada. But I'd actually like to find that out. I'll maybe put like in the in the next episode. But the it's like ever since I was a kid, there was always kind of a big thing where forest firefighters in BC they kind of have a really hot, rigorous physical standards to do. It's actually one of the hardest jobs to get to stay fit for. They compare, say, they have, like, usually the physical, like, aptitude of, like, an Olympian athlete, which is just very, like, you know, working out, taking care of themselves, and being able to just haul ass and carry, like, a huge fire line down, like, a football field of length, like, running in a short period of time. So, and while forest firefighters, or forest fires are terrifying in how they can kind of just, like, engulf everything, right? So this is where... Like, just seriously, thank you to anybody who's a forest firefighter that's, like, doing that right now. I really appreciate it. Because, like, when you look at the devastation after Lytton, like, uh, mm. I, uh, like, looking at those pictures after was just really sad for me because it was just, like, the entire town was engulfed. And, like, everyone lost their homes. And just imagine that. Like, just everybody loses everything. Just like that. And it's, like, some of these, like, there's a couple of these forest fires are, fire, fires are being started to, like, weird reasons like people camping in the forest and lighting fires or just assholes and shit but a lot of them are just like nature-based and because the forest and for the forest being really dry and shit and it's just really kind of sad um i don't know really just because it's really a scary thing i think about because like you're just kind of told they can only have half an hour to leave your house and you just think about like well what do you do in that time like it's yeah, really what scary. do you grab? You don't if you don't drive, like what do you do? Like that's kind of where this is like, oh, it's just scary shit. Um, yeah. I just want to say though, like luckily there are no um, there are no major fires on Vancouver Island, and that's not always the case. Though later in the summer we'll probably have more if we if we have a dry summer. But yeah, like it's really in the interior of BC right now, so I'm just gonna. Yeah, I've been I've been pretty lucky not to. And, well, the island has not to like have anything yeah. really like that serious happen. Um, certainly, I've never ever had to even worry about it mm-hmm. here. I know there's been some forest fires, I think, in Nanaimo, and yeah, there has been them, but like it's never gotten to a point where, um, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Sorry, sorry no, I'm being really quiet again. No, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's me. I'm just, I didn't mean to get emotional, but that's just really it's uh, I just I don't know. It's Fire scary. is it's scary. It's a scary thing. One of my biggest fears. Just like engulfing everything. I guess like just everything, everything that you have, and I know it's all just material shit, but still, it's like it can people, happen people, so fast. People, people die in that shit. Even just... if you have like just a house fire, it can, it yeah. can, it can go so quickly. It's terrifying. It's one. It's definitely one of my biggest fears. Yeah. So that's why I just wanted to like you know say I you know it sucks because like I love campfires and bonfires and like pagan like pagan hedonism and shit, <laughs> but we all have to just. The forests are really dry. We have to respect fire bands. And yeah. like going into that as like a separate thing, I want to, uh, I just want to kind of comment is I don't ever understand this. And I would like someone to explain to me if they, because anybody that knows more than me, but I always wondered, because it's known that after a forest fire, like kind of renews the soil, trees grow back stronger, um, like with, and like with more able to get more moisture and kind of not, and not be as prone to like having going up in really intense fires. So I always wondered why we don't strategically burn down parts of forests because we prepare the ground ahead of time, burn down a section of the forest, and then burn a different section next year and just rotate that shit to renew the soil and make it so that these wildfires that get out of control and burn down entire towns don't happen. I believe it does happen in some places. Um, I know that uh, indigenous peoples used to do that. And that's why I bring it up as, and I don't mean to be like, oh, well, this is how things should be done now. And like all the old ways are all better and shit like that. I just mean that that seems like that worked really well. And I just don't know why I've never heard any talk about doing anything like that nowadays. It's always like a, I wonder if it's that we're trying to like put them out more than we can get ahead of it, which would make sense. Because again, like when I wrote down that number 210, I think I checked out the tracker the very next day and it was up to 240. So like 30 had started in that day since then so it's that might be a thing with that right um but that's yeah so i just anyone just be aware of like fires and stuff like that and uh everyone just try to do their part and not have fire if if there's a fire ban in your area please respect that because so i just yeah. looked up um controlled burns bc yeah I'm, I'm on a government website right now it's called they call it prescribed fire it's called prescribed burns. Mm-hmm. And it does seem to be uh, something that does happen. Okay. But maybe I can touch on this. Uh, I can't just read this whole website right now. So. No, that's fair. Maybe we'll maybe maybe I'm look into like the next distraction corner. It's like, oh hey, this does happen just as a quick thing. But mm-hmm. well, if that happens, that's cool then. That makes me a bit more it makes me happy if that's being like done at the same time. Maybe it is both though. Maybe it's like there are controlled burns, but there's also just like fires. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, it helps prevent them, but it it like it's not like a one hundred percent cure all. Like, yeah, it's gonna make make sure that it doesn't ever happen, especially when it gets so hot and so dry, like right like this year. Oh my god! Like, there's no way to one hundred percent make sure they don't ever happen. That makes sense. I just didn't know if it was like both because again, it just seems like there are so many all over. Like sometimes wildfires can start from like lightning or just like a really hot spot, right? Well, that's where again I was like looking it up. About two thirds of them were started by lightning, so it's estimated that like it's a lot of it is just storms, like light lighting shit up, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, just scary stuff though. Um, but yeah, that was all I really had to say about the uh, BC ever being on fire. So thanks for looking that up though. That was uh, I'll get to that now. Mm. 
Uh, next topic. Uh, titled next topic is titled "The Fires Keep on Burning." This is about the church burnings. Oh. Yeah. So speaking about out of control fires. So there's been a uh, trend in the last uh, month or so with the uh, unveiling of the giant uh, mass graves of uh, indigenous children from residential schools. That yeah, the so you know the number is up to a thousand. Yeah, uh, it was over a thousand, right? Over a thousand. Which is also very sad. I'll be speaking about that later on. Yeah, and uh, as for that though, uh, I just wanted to say that there's so the so that's the essential that's the gist of this now. But as a res- or sorry, as for what's caused um, the amount of church burnings of people burning down churches in their communities. And this is, uh, so roughly about 2,000 churches have been burned in, in the last month. I can't remember if I said that earlier. I lost myself a bit there when I no, got... No, you didn't. Okay, because I got emotionally like into that thing that thing I just talked about before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this has actually been an interesting debate between people. And uh, so I'm just going to belt off the facts first, and then we'll kinda, I want to get into a discussion about this, because it's interesting to me. But a lot of indigenous communities have actually spoken out against the church burnings, saying, don't do this, this hurts the cause more than it helps. And also, it's um, a lot of indigenous people use these churches too for congregation and prayer, right? Like, that's kind of so as well. Um, so, burning it down is like for saying, burning it down in the name of four indigenous people is just counterintuitive to the ones that do that, that still use it just to pray. And that's, or congregate, I should say. Ooh, that's touchy. Yeah, so that's a that's an interesting. Oh, sorry. I just want to belt off a couple more facts yeah. before we talk about it. Some of our opinions and shit. They uh, what they've said. Yeah, they said they would not resort to destroying other places of worship because that would make them hypocrites, essentially. And um, yeah, speaking of churches too. Uh, oh, and I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. Sorry, last point. So sorry, I did actually belt everything off there. I thought I was reading down my points, but I ended up summarizing it. I'm sorry. Uh, um, but then the one thing I just want to comment too. So the and the reason why this why people are like just kind of burning down churches is because the Catholic Church has not really been compliant in being in like helping people find like more of kind of these mass graves or any more of this shady stuff that they were. Oh, they've uh, been complaining about being persecuted. Well, that too. So and like we can, you can go into that if you want. But that was just uh, that was all I had for this because this is more of a this is a pretty clear cut thing. And this is more of an ethical discussion, and that's what I want to get into. Um, I do have more stuff about the church burning here. No, I actually know this is not, don't worry about this. Um, these are just more like opinion stuff here. But I wanted to say, yeah, what do you what do you think about all this though? Um, like. How do you feel about this gummy bear? Well, I I really understand why people are angry. Of course. I uh well I, I find it I find it ironic that like a religion that's about atonement will not take responsibility for its actions that have, surprised, right? that have lasted generations well it's it's a it's a massive hypocrisy within catholicism is that it's about re- repentance and redemption and like and apologizing for your sins 
and obviously causing the death of people is, is a straight up murder. And it's like in three, even through these indirect actions, it was it was a cause of this. And again, the fact that it was just being disrespectful enough to be thrown into just a mass grave should go on to that. It's that's you're, it's 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 terrible. So oh man, that's some of the things I've heard. Um, yeah, no, I really understand why people are angry. Of course, I'm going to be talking about it on a different episode when I have time to put things together. But and it's going to be really hard for me to talk about some of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it. Um, I don't want to get too into it right now because, like, I think like trigger warnings will be needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, am I supposed to do that? I don't believe you. No, no, I mean, just, just, like, not, no, I don't think, I don't think so. It's just, like, for this one thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's, it's really bad. It's that bad. <laughs> That's fair. I get that. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, as a clarification for me, though, so I, I, if we're, if we're going to do that, so I'm going to clarify then for me, I will never give trigger warnings because I don't believe in them. As my personal, as my personal belief, I don't disrespect you if you are, uh, if you, if you want if you want to follow them, but it is not, uh, it's not something I subscribe to. I believe hearing uncomfortable things is healthy. Every now and then, uh, I do want to say though, as a alternate, as an alternative to burning things down, and this is also in start of spite of, like, I don't want to start more forest fires, so I want some alternate ways to spam the yeah. church. So because I just don't want to start forest fires, there's nothing to do. I do believe in. I have a whole thing about the protests with churching. So, so here's the thing I want to say, because I do actually have a thing about the protest that is interesting that I want to discuss with you, because I learned this the other day, and it was interesting. So I guess I'll start with this, is that I actually, before I started this, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't agree with the church, but also I'm not really for, like, the burning down of churches uh, for the people that, like, you know, the people that may, like, because that's not, that's not going to piss off the Pope, that, or maybe, I don't know, it's, or sorry, that's not, sorry, I'm, I'm fucking, ignore that, I'm fucking that up. I should say that I was like, I didn't really get it. But then I had a change of heart after I kind of heard about this philosophy about protest, which was just kind of interesting. So first is for safety. This is a safety thing first, because I don't want more forest fires. So here's burning the buildings next. Yeah, or burning anyone else's building that may be cause that, right? So this is the way you can spam the church without risking burning down other parts of the community or starting a forest fire. Uh, You can flood the churches with water. You can mock them on social media. Email the Pope hardcore European adult films. <laughs> um, remind them frequently that if there is a hell, the preachers that oversaw the school are currently suffering in that realm or will be when they finally get polished off. My God. Uh, and the final thing I want to say here, too, and this is where it's going to tie into the whole Cosby thing, which I was getting into, is that the church shouldn't be afraid of confessing their skeletons to the world to help it because this will help the indigenous community get closure and rebuild and move forward and kind of just and also like. Maybe again, talk for some reform about how like how the Catholic Church is treated with their power and shit, what they currently have in different parts of the world. But I want to point out that like Cosby admitted his method of what he did to his victims and with like over 30 accusations and it being an open secret in like Hollywood, people still worship him. So I assume that the church has a larger number of zealots than Cosby does. So they shouldn't worry about unveiling their skeletons. The people that are diehard Catholic are not going to change their mind because of this bullshit. But the people that don't subscribe to Catholicism that have suffered at the hands of them can at least start moving forward. And we can start talking about, okay, well, this is like these things that you've done are massive crimes in like a regular community. Like if this was a different, if this was a different community doing this, 
there would be massive crimes. We found it was a motorcycle club that was the cause of like all these deaths. There would be talk about that. But this gets a pass because it's a Catholic church. They and this is the thing too, where I'm not sure if it gets whited out because of the atrocities that they've created tra- that they've caused throughout history. So it's like, oh well, what are you gonna do now? But it's like that's what what's what's what, what I mean though. What's when when is something gonna be We're done? We're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. They haven't even said that. That's it's worse. BB Oil, I, I fucking apologize, and they suck dick. Um, just a just a question. Um, sorry, how they, do you, they do it metaphorically. How do you get closure for genocide within living memory? Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I, I scratched my leg. I fucked up. Noisy much? I know. I'm so unprofessional. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I don't really think you can. There's things that need to be done to rebuild, but you can't tally that up because at the same time too, while I'm all for rebuilding and moving past things, an eye for an eye leaves the world blind. So you can't do that. But there needs to be some kind of, there needs to be some kind of thing done by the church as an effort to help rebuild the damage or rebuild the damage that they've caused. I'm not Maybe sure. Should do that. I'm not sure if that means reparations. They that's, won't, but they should. That's a debatable thing. Um, one thing I would be comfortable with is taxing them because I also don't trust the fucking government. Oh, hell yeah. I don't trust the government, but at the same time, though, I think as a citizen, I have more say in how government spends money than how the church does. And so that's kind of where you know what I'm at, like where I'm at yeah. with that. And just even call it as like a thing because. No, I'm not saying even in the testimony all religions. There may be, say, all religions that have had, like, a genocide number of victims. Okay, well, it's a genocide tax. If you want to keep existing, you pay the genocide tax. <laughs> the molester tax. The molester. The, pedo- well, the, the pedophile the pedophile, and the, genocide the, pe- the pedo tax will be a different one. Pedo tax will be a different one. But that's these things, right? Because they, they've, they've committed atrocities, and they're still, like, they're a tax-free religion. And we have no say over their money. The Pope is, like, a royal... He's a royal human being on an independent part of land. And I'm not even saying some weird shit like getting involved in Italy and making making uh, the Vatican City like any kind of state. Because it's remain as their own state. But I don't think that a religion that's caused this many atrocities should just be able to have that, like, again, not just get away with anything. Not have any kind of accountability for their actions at all. Aside from some preachers being moved around to different churches so they can molest different kids. Um, yeah, again, I'm not against religion, but I'm against, I'm against people doing terrible fucking things and having no consequences whatsoever. Cause that's, that's just, that's terrible shit. And that's not a world I want to live in. Sorry, I wish I could sound smarter when I say that, but I don't know. I really just, that's what gets me going. Um, here's what I want to bring about the protesting though, after I gave these, this whole bit in different ways to destroy churches. And here's why I'm advocating for that though. In a surprising way, and there's uh, two sides to this argument. I'm aware of that, but in the during the suffragette movement, uh, at least in America, there was actually there were factions of the suffragettes that were doing. They would burn. They were burning down buildings in protests, like governors' mansions that voted against the suffragette movement, and other kind of industry. Do you mean that they voted against voting? No, they no no. What what? I'm so confused. I'm sorry, that was awful. Continue. No, it's okay. It was just so there were government. So it would be like a governor, like governors that were against 
women voting, they like burned down their mansions. And there's the argument in here that it was they caused it was estimated they caused between one to two billion dollars worth of damage in like the year of them doing these arsons. Queens. I well I, I wrote I think I wrote hashtag lady boss on my notes. So during the movement they did these acts of arson to bring attention to the movement and the philosophical concept behind this is that you cause enough monetary destruction to property so that it's cheaper for some for a for the industry or whatever or the government or whatever to not give you your right to vote than it is to keep like fighting you on it now the flaw in this is pretty obvious though because that could also be argued as domestic terrorism which it got classified as and not all suffragettes were on board for these bur- for these burning down because they're saying that it hurts it hurts the movement more than it helps. And it gives like conservatives the ammo to be like, see, these women can't be trusted with the vote. They're burning their own buildings. They're so irrational with their emotions. Which is was an argument used at the time. Uh, and to be fair with these protesters too, they actually went to great they went to great pains like great painstaking like painstakes to avoid killing anybody. Their goal wasn't to kill anybody directly, it was just to burn down buildings and symbols of the shit. But then again, the counter-argument to that here is that what if they fucked up, though, and, like, a maid just happened to go home and got an innocent person died, right? Um, so I just thought that was an interesting idea. And that's kind of one thing what made me think, well, the Catholic Church is, again, maybe that's a kind of symbol where, okay, again, I shouldn't say that I'm advocating for domestic terrorism, even though I just listed off a bunch of ways you can do that. Um, <laughs> actually, no, I don't think so. I that's think not how no. I would describe those things. That you actually, I think the flood. Okay, I think the only one was flooding the church water. I think sending the Pope hardcore porn would just be funny. So yeah, that's fine. Everyone do that one. That one's that one. That one's fine. He can he can deal with that. Um, but going finishing top, finishing on this though, yeah, that's kind of where I'm more for. I understand at least I understand more right side with the smashing a symbol of the symbol because they're not going to listen another way. They won't. The Pope is going to sit on his throne and be a king inside the city for until the end of time, until mm-hmm. governing bodies force some kind of change on that. Because uh, again, they're just they're a power on earth that nobody is elected, and that's concerning. And there's no, I'm not saying they don't have to be a power on earth, but I just don't think that they should be one in Canada, considering that again the atrocities that they've committed again. Yeah. And they've committed, and again, this may be a thing where it's a drop, it's a drop in a bucket compared to the amount of death, the like millions of people they've killed over over the centuries of existing. But it's, I hope this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. That's like, no, okay, this is enough. There needs to be some kind of accountability for everything this religion has caused. Oh, that's impossible. But again, though, this is this is the most thing in recent memory. So this will be the thing. I'm not saying for everything. Canada. For Canada. I'm not saying everything. Like obviously, you're not going to go back and be like, "Free you to pay for stuff that happened two thousand years ago." But I'm saying like, okay, now this is just like, this was a living memory. This is over now. Here's what we're going to do going forward. And then obviously, this stuff will never happen. Hopefully, this stuff will never happen again. But like the pedophile thing isn't being dealt with. This is what I mean, though. Accountability for something. There's like just what's happening. What's happening to fix that? Yeah. So this is what I mean, though. This is like some some kind of accountability. I'm not saying reparations for everything they've done, but let's just let's come on. Why are they? Why is it so thing? Sorry, that's the last thing I'm gonna say on that. Okay. So my last thing here, though, on the fires. Speaking of accountability, oh, one more thing too. I want to clarify too, and this is a uh, I think this might come off as hypocritical as me, but I thought this was funny because this was like a thing that blasted on social media too. 
But, uh, okay, and I'm only saying her name because she's a public figure. She's a public figure. She's a public political figure. Are you shaking your head like I know? No, I shouldn't say it. No, sorry. Okay. So she's a public, she's a public figure. She's the head of a, she's head of the uh, BC Civil Liber Liberties Association. So I feel like this is fair game. Yeah. Okay. Her name is Harsha Walla. And when the church burnings were coming out, she was tw she tweeted burning it, burned all down, linking to nerves news articles of the church burning. <laughs> and I, again, I, I know I was advocated for ways to protest. And again, my ways are not arson friendly. To be fair, mine are just like ways to fuck with the church, but not also risk lives. Um, but, and also I'm not the head, I'm not the executive director of the BC Civil Liberties Association. I feel like there should be more expected of somebody of that stature. I'm just some asshat on a ship talking my opinions about BC's political shit. So, uh, but, but she, she is a, she is a public figure. She's supposed to act like an adult. Uh, once again, that's Harsha Walla. Ask her on Twitter why she advocates for arson. And her name is what? Harsha Walla. Her name is Harsh? Harsha. She, uh, okay. She's a. Uh, I, I don't know what exactly it descent, but I I assume it sounds it sounds Indian, but I might be wrong. Oh, well, I just thought that you said her name is Harsh, which is a word. I no, mean, it's it harsh. could be, but like I was like, oh, like that's kind of funny. It's Harsha Walla here. Do you see how it's red? Yeah, sorry, I just. No, it's okay. I just that's uh, I th I think I'm saying it right, but again, she seems Indian, but uh, I don't know which doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but that's <laughs> why I'm just that's that's where I'm guessing her name is because that sounds like an Indian name. Um. Anyway, oh, but also she locked her Twitter account after this. That's the thing, too. So I guess, oh, you, can, I guess, I guess you can tweet at her, but that usually means that somebody knows they made an oopsie. Um, I think she may have misread the room. And the final thing on uh, Bill C. Ted I want to talk about in oh, okay. uh, Beyond the Coast. Some clarification on this. And this might be the lightest thing, but because it's still kind of in limbo, but here is the updates on this, which I uh, thought had been in interesting. So the Liberals bat passed Bill C-10, um, but it's currently in limbo at the Senate as they deal with the conversion ban therapy ban. Okay. Because they're just busy with that whole thing. Uh, oh, this, I want to clarify, too. So Bill C-10 was introduced in November 2020. And this is just want to clarify um, for anybody that has forgotten the last year, because it all seemed like one long blob of a pandemic. But that was during when the right before the second wave of pandemic. I mean, it's still March twenty twenty, right? It's twenty twenty two, isn't it? Oh shit! What year is it? What year is it right 2055. now? Twenty fifty five. Okay. Anyway, so thirty years ago when the pandemic happened, um, <laughs> thirty thirty five years ago when the pandemic happened, <laughs> um, the the um. Right before the second wave was going to have hit in Canada, that's when they passed this bill. So let's just let's just clarify the timing of that. We're going to pass <laughs> sweeping law to regulate the whole of Canadian media media on the internet right during the second wave of pandemic. Hashtag priorities. So one thing they say they want to do, and this is a as you maybe can say a positive, is they want to take some subsidies away from big companies and give them to smaller creators, which is like. So it sounds like they, I, they, that sounds like a good thing, but again, I take that as they're not putting more money into anything. They're just taking money from, again, maybe big companies don't need it, which makes sense. That'd be an effective use of it. But I still don't, that doesn't make me want this bill more. I'm just saying as that's a positive thing that's been said. Uh, this one's debatable. At least I think it's, I'm, I'm half and half on this, but they also say they want a more, they want more representation of diverse communities, such as indigenous, LGBTQ, 
racialized communities, accessibly, accessibility for those with disabilities, and, and inclusiveness for both languages and minority languages. So this is within C10. Yes. Okay. So has to be inclusive to everybody and have more inclusive things and in representing of the minority communities. So quantify that. That's, that. It's just it, I just feel like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, that's the like, problem. With, the, like it's all. I mean, these are just words, and what does it mean? <laughs> well, that's kind of where that uh, where I think that actually I hadn't thought about this where. Because something I've been hearing, learning more and more, I guess, is that a lot of law stuff is interpretations that are defined by the Supreme Court and stuff like that. So they take an interpretation of the law and vote on it, and that's what sets the precedence and stuff. Yeah. So <clears throat> not, I'm not, not trying to put on a tinfoil hat, but again, it sounds a little bit like keeping it like very broad, very general, so it can be interpreted certain ways. And that's just not great because, I don't, again, that's like, that's all encompassing. And this is, again, what does that even mean? Like being more inclusive to these, like, communities that are again like how do, how do you include everybody like how do you include everybody how do you include everybody on earth that's slightly different because everybody on earth is slightly different all at all times all the time that's um it's yeah yeah and again there's like there's the internet already has that the internet it's called it's called you put your content out there and if people like it they will resonate with it and you'll build a community that is irrelevant of whatever you do. And there's different ways to even subsidize that shit and do better with it. Like Reddit is uh, actually I've been talking for a while. Reddit does a very good job at having isolated communities that all have different rules about how you communicate. Nobody has to join these communities, but if you want to, you have to abide by their rules, which seems like the most reasonable way to have all communication. Uh, however, uh, but then, yeah, so you just all raise, rise by your own merit and stuff. So that's kind of where I'm like, what does this mean though? Like, Again, that's kind of where that's my problem with this. But I don't want to go into the language inclusion thing made me think about that, but I just want to look into this here. So what they call a language of inclusion. Like yes. So what they call language of inclusion. So clarifying Canada right now is a statistics Canada. 57% of our pop this is spoken since childhood. 57% of our population is English. 21% of it is French. And 22% of it is other. Does that mean, like, everybody in media would have to learn different languages? Like, I just don't understand it's maybe the application of what you're telling me. Have more media in different, have more media in different languages, maybe? Like, I don't know, maybe have okay, a more that, language okay. accessible? Yeah. And maybe, like, again, if it would be in a way know. where we have more accessible subtitles, I kind of get that. But, again, that's, like, again, how are you going to do that? There's, like, think about how many different languages are in 22%. Oh, and, like, how much of this will be, I just... I think about like how ne like Netflix has the it's like LGBTQ section, right? Mm. And like there's there's things all the way from like okay, like queer eye or like you know um, to like oh uh, at one point during this show or movie, um, two people of the same gender kiss. That's that gets included in their like list. It's and I just feel like it's like pandering <laughs> well and i want to kind of go into that again so again so i know that their canada has an lgbtq community but what does like that have to do with canada that's a worldwide movement right so that's yeah. what's that involved what does what does that have to do with cancon it, it's that's yeah. it's all pandering shit it's, it's because so it's it's woke pandering bullshit which is not yeah and so that's where i just kind of like that's where i'm thinking like this is not this bill is not just it's not just about like the controlling it's it's mostly about the controlling the media, but it's again just about to who's who defines that, right? 
who defines what that woke shit is, right? It gets turned around so fast. It snowballs fast, and that's why I'm all uh, about it. The language thing specifically pisses me off, though, because it's one thing about Quebec having its own media thing inside of its own insular, um, like, country. But the, again, how are you going to do that for every single minority group? Because it splinters so rapidly. Like, that 22% of different languages, I would, I'm ballparking this, but it's got to be over 50, uh, over 50, maybe even 100. Because you're going to different, different types of Chinese, Chinese, different types of Chinese, Indian, or sorry, I should say a- Asian languages, Chinese, or I thought it's like Indian, Indian. Um, India has 50 different languages. Okay. And then like, that's it's what I mean. In now. itself. Okay. And then like how many different, we don't know how many people are in Canada, right? Because it's, that's why there's like the other thing. That's, it's, you can't possibly quantify the other. There's a, there's a splintering point where you can't just do that. So it just you people put out content, and that's where the internet's beautiful. Though the internet's beautiful, it's a worldwide community, and you can't regulate. Yeah, that. Not everybody has access to the internet. Like that's the thing too. To be fair, there are lots of parts of even in Canada where internet access is hard to get. Mm-hmm. But it is the most. It is literally the most even it can possibly be, short of that financial restriction, and like the government shouldn't try to control that. That's such. That's a it terrible. It just makes no sense. It's a waste of money. It's an infringement of actual equality for once. Like, it's not, it's more, it makes things more equal. Sorry. Um, sorry, but that was my thing. That was my final philosophical question about that segment was, how do you, how many people do you have to consider to prioritize in- inclusivity? Like, tokenism has problems in itself, right? Yeah. That's um, the Toronto Sun called it Orwellian, or it's called Bill C-10 Orwellian, so I just thought that was, that was a funny joke. That I thought. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, that was a, I just came up in a thing in my news because now right starting which just started starting to read my mind. Um, uh, yeah. Under uh, section okay, so under it's section the algorithm AI. Oh my computers. god! It's probably responding better. Everything it, about you. It's probably because I got the vaccine, so now like the computer oh, chips yeah. in are reading me better because they communicate with the internet. Because it goes through your bloodstream and embeds in the back of your brain. Right? Well, yeah, and then when I get my second shot, I'll get half five G access. So. Oh, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, that's why it wipes your body out because they can't handle microchips yet. So, <laughs> under section four point one of the bill. Uh, would have exempted user-generated content posted on social media sites from being held accountable to the CRT and CETR rules regulations. So that sounds so basically, it's social media content would be under that clarification as well now, and they were going to exempt that, but they took that out and they saw they didn't. They left it in, so they're just like, oh, we're going to make it a little bit less restricting. They're like, no, we just want to control social media content too. Um. In, sp- in the spring, the section was removed, and when asked why, the heritage minister said, "Safeguard, oh, there were enough safeguards in place." So mm. they're making a restricting thing with its own safeguards. That's fucking stupid. Why are you making a dangerous? You're like, oh, this bill is so dangerous. This bill, this amalgamation thing that we're going to put into the Canadian government politics, is dangerous in itself. So we have to put safeguards. For How this dangerous about you thing. don't? Don't put the beast in there if it needs fucking safeguards. You need it. It needs to be thought out a bit more. You're wasting your time. Let's talk about giving the um, the indigenous communities clean fucking drinking water. How about the how about a bill for that? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's not fucking do this. Fucking time wasting assholes. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I'm actually angry now. The rage of gummy bear has awoken. Why are you wasting our time? Again, it's easy. It's fucking, it's fucking brownie points. It's political point bullshit. I don't care about this. 
This is all true. And everyone's saying they don't want it. Let's do something important. Let's do something that matters. Yeah. Um, uh, holy, oh my god. Okay. I was saying, the ray just flowed yeah. through my veins right now. I was saying this before, <laughs> and it seems agreed upon that by most news sites that this bill was rushed and started like at a time when people weren't paying attention. Everyone's fucking worried on the second wave of COVID and shit. This is right in, September, this is right in that autumn area. This is the worst time to have this kind of sweet thing. That makes me even more sketched out about it. And people are like, oh, it's all just the procedural time. Did the procedural time in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Like, fucking Christ. Um, they haven't forcefully... They haven't forcefully minimized the press, um, but they haven't spoken much about it either. So it's kind of like that's the thing with it, too. Like, okay, they haven't... It's not like they oppress shit, but Have it's... you ever watched House of Commons proceedings? No, I haven't. Oh, it's infuriating. Anyway, though, it's mostly been discussed in the last few months, and that's just kind of, um... Yeah, that's the, that's like the big, that's kind of when this has all been coming up. And I just really hope that the Senate doesn't pass this shit, because they don't seem like they're on board with it. Because they, they're kind of like, oh, it seems like this is passing, not enough people had a discussion on this. But I'm just, I'm fucking infuriated about this. It's going to ruin the internet in Canada. No, we'll see. Anyway. Uh, we're going to take another quick break here before we end on Captain's Kitchen, and we'll have less rates for that. We're going to review Bigfoot Donuts. Fucking excited for that shit. We have an ad coming up, Joel. We do have an ad coming up, actually. And here's the thing in spite of this. So I thought, as the benevolent captain that I am... It is, well, this is, actually. So this new sponsor <laughs> to our show is pretty awesome, actually, in here. So I've decided that Canada needs a new religion, a new strong religion. Uh, let's kick, fuck Catholicism. They, they don't need to have the governing power in Canada anymore. Let's have a new religion guide Canada into a brighter future. And... Um, and we'll be that'll be our next sponsor is a religion I've created um, coming up here um, in this ad break here. So after that though, Captain's Kitchen. Thank you for listening this far. Fucking saving. It's donut day. <laughs> So sit down, sit down, sit down. Hello there. I'm your master padre, Captain Kidd, the moosehead of the new religion of Canada. Brothers and sisters, let us congregate here. We need love. In our land, we need to love each other. We need to forget the past and move forward to build a, build a stronger Canada. Today, we will learn about one of the new six gods of Canada. Masquan, the mossy stoner bear of BC, British Columbia. Now, a reading from the new book of Canada. Masquan, one day sleeping in the forest, was passed by a traveler. Yahoo was carrying fruit. He asked him for an apple he was carrying. And the traveler said, No. Maskwan said, Okay, that's cool, dude. And had a nap. Maskwan, the bear of BC. I will now convert a new follower of the new religion, of the new six. Gummy bear, 
Do you feel the love of Masquan flowing throughout you? Oh, I feel the love of Masquan! Do you feel like you want the munchies and just want to go I watch some movies? Laugh at the really funny parts and like chill an with your friends. And wear toques all year round. No. That's fair. Be one with Masquan. Not that part. Masquan. <laughs> Masquan. Can I, can, I, oh, can I pick and choose which parts of the religion I actually follow? Is that... That's the beauty okay. of this religion, brother, sister. <laughs> brother, sister, coming back. Is that you can pick whatever piece parts you subscribe to. This is an all-inclusive religion. You believe in one of any of the six new gods of Canada. Any you subscribe to, they all believe in loving your fellow man and different symbols. We'll learn them more as we go on every time we sponsor. The new six of Canada. The brighter tomorrow. Hype! <laughs> I saw swords from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit Welcome down. back to Captain's Kitchen. <clears throat> Today we're gonna do local food reviews and later talk about breakfast burritos. So, first, first off, starting with these uh, new monthly donuts. Gummy bear, what would you like to start on? Here we have a blueberry crisp. Crisp? Are you talking about my breakfast burrito? Well, you had you made one too, but I I made a good one the other okay. day, and I thought it was that's why I thought it'd be it worked out because I just you happened to make one, so I was like, cool, we can discuss because this is this isn't really a recipe thing. This is more just like to talk about it, but as a food thing, because you can put anything in a breakfast burrito. Uh, so for Bigfoot Donuts, though, again, Jay is awesome. He's such a great guy. Love him. The shirts are comfortable. Uh. This month they made blackberry crisp, which is a cake donut, um, raspberry lemonade donut, which is a jelly stuffed one, and Bigfoot tracks, which looks like a chocolate caramel one. I don't know, is like was moose? I think it's like a plant moose tracks, but what is is moose tracks peanut butter? I don't know. Me neither. I thought that was a, I heard of it though. I thought it was a type of thing where it's like it was like either caramel or peanut butter, but. So which and uh, then for the regular donut of Bigfoot, I thought they're just regular glazed donut. They're plain donut. If you're not into crazy flavors, you just get a plain donut. It's all there. What would you like to try first, Gummy Bear? Uh, I'll try the blackberry. Blackberry coming up. Thumbnail. I don't think I've had this one before. Maybe. They were also doing. Uh, oh God! I saw this thing he has on his social media. Okay, I'm only gonna take a bite out of each one. Yeah, I understand that. Me too. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say that I need to check up on this. But apparently, Jay, I'm looking at social media. They're starting to do Fritter Friday, which is like they're doing an alternate fruit fritter. Last Friday, they had blueberry fritter, which was interested. I would have liked to have tried that. Blueberry crisp. This I think this is well timed too because of uh, we ended up making. I got, okay. Blueberry or blackberry? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, blackberry crisp. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's kind of a okay. Fine, that doesn't completely tie up. I was thinking about our blueberry grunt. Oh yeah. But yeah. just like <laughs> it was a berry cake. So what do you think about the blackberry oh, that cake? Oh, that is donut? not my favorite. Hmm. Why is that? I mean, it's just a plain donut with the the blackberry cream's really nice. Maybe I'm not a fan of the donut itself today, which is odd. Hmm. It's not a plain donut though. If you look in the dough oh, here, you're 
They have blueberries in the dough. You just bought you bit like blackberries, the Blackberries, you mean? Blackberries, sorry. Yeah, I know I didn't eat I didn't put too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a berry racist. I don't see berry color. They're all the same to me. I don't think it's between berries because I think it's racist. Um, um yeah, I don't know. There was something about it that I just Mm-hmm. Um the cream I think the, the cream on top was probably the best part in my opinion. Oh you're definitely right about that. I agree with you that the icing on the outside has the most flavor. The um but there there definitely are blackberries inside of it as well. Um it's not as strong though, and that's because you know you can only put so much fruit in there, um otherwise it'll mess up your dough. Yeah, I apologize. I mean, it's not bad. I just I'm no. Don't apologize. It's okay for you not to be your favorite. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even playing like a devil's advocate. I'm just talking about the realistic act of cooking it, right? Devil's can, advocate of donuts. I guess I'm the devil's advocate <laughs> yeah. of donuts. Um, no, no, like you're obviously like you're entitled to your opinion. It's not a big deal if it's not your favorite donut. I'm just saying as like a thing as you can't put too much more fruit in there because of that. Um, but the mm, icing, you're yeah. right. It's the, so the icing carries the flavor across. Um, good. it's good. It is a good donut. They're all good. This is a thing where we're just discussing that. It's okay for me. It's like, uh, I'm not trying to meet, sorry, this is not me trying to dissuade you saying that you're wrong or anything. This is me just being like the science of it, right? Because I think the food science of it is interesting. Cause that's like where yeah. with baking fruit thing, you can only fit so much fruit yeah. in stuff. That's why fritter is a specific thing. Cause it's like that can handle chunky stuff. Cause it's a different type of dough. So sorry. I just find that kind of stuff interesting. I think cake dough is really fragile though. Probably. It depends on the fruit as well. Um, berries have a lot of extra moisture. Oh, okay. Like with apples, um, if I was to make like an apple cobbler or apple crisp, I would probably add some water to help the apples cook because they're thicker. Um, okay. Even if you, you know, slice them thinly, but like with like berries, you wouldn't want to add any water because they have so much moisture in themselves. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, I didn't know that. So yeah, you're right. You have to adjust a lot for different kinds of fruit, but it depends on the fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what the, what's the next one you would like to try? Um, jeez, I I don't even remember what they were. Uh, uh there's the a lemon r- one. You ras- said? Raspberry lemon is the jelly one. Okay, jelly. Yeah. So you know what? I didn't like jelly donuts for the longest time. I only started liking them in the last like few years. Oh, and the icing. I'm not sure if I can take a big enough photo. Oh, here's our like a, where they inserted it. Oh, uh, just no. I was just gonna say that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how dirty that sounded. Where the jelly was inserted. They they, they, they pumped that donut full of jelly. Oh my god. It's so just filled, not fill filled. It's like glazed on top too. So I didn't realize how dirty ooh, pastry ooh. baking was. I mean, I love raspberry. Mm. It's good. The lemon, the lemon goes really, really well with it. Yeah, I like that combo a lot. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's really good. I just want to get a little bit of the jelly here. Sorry. No, don't be. I bit, I bit on the other side of it, but it's not evenly throughout. But that's not uncommon. The whole point is you get a big jelly river. It's just that sometimes uh, where it goes in the dough is not always like right up. Nope, not slide. It actually squiggles. <laughs> That's very lined up. Oh, that jelly is perfect. It's good. I like that one. Yeah, that's like good consistently je- consistency jelly. Um, the thing with me and jelly donuts is like I don't like them when they're too runny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then it's like becomes a mess. That's amazing. It has a thick consistency when you bite into it, so it doesn't like boo your on your lips. Yeah, and the dough is perfectly cooked, and mm-hmm. oh, that's a really good one. 
Yeah, I think that's what I got. That was really good. Good on Jay. That was uh, one of the, actually the better, you know, the good ones I think I've ever had. Uh, oh, I know bug bites suck. I know. I know you have. I know because you're fur too. You have no nails because you're a and you're a uh, amalgamated stuffed animal. But it'll. That's why I want to be a real bear. Well, no, we'll just. I'll throw you in. A, I'll throw you in the bathtub. So I'll, fill, I'll fill the bathtub for a little. What's that pink stuff called again? Burn all the mosquitoes. I can. Well, I'll throw you in a bathtub full of that pink stuff, calamine lotion, and oh I'll, let you, so I'll just let you soak in that for a couple hours until it becomes one with you. So the last one is Bigfoot tracks. You need a break for the donuts for a second, or do you want to No, that's okay. I'll take. I'm just taking one bite out of each of them. I'm fine. Oh, fair. I just want to double check because I know that like I'm I'm more I'm more of a trouble than you. Oh, it is peanut butter. Oh. My. Oh my god. This, this is gonna. Looks, such a mess. This has so much candy on it. This is like okay. There is. <laughs> so I'm gonna because I can't. I'm gonna take like these two pieces here, the chocolatey and the peanut buttery. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna kind of migrate them so I get sort of a full effect. That's fair. I'm just taking off the other peanut butter chunk. Either, I like, like the nut chunkies. <laughs> oh my god, why does it's, this keep happening? These are so dirty. <laughs> okay. The icing is amazing. Oh, very peanut buttery. Mm. Oh, kind of weird. I'm not sure. Not sure how I feel about that. This is ridiculous. There's um, so it's mostly peanut butter. The very peanut butter. Yeah. The nuts are great. There. That looks like part of a peanut butter cup on the edge. Yeah, so it looks like he's breaking up peanut butter cups on mm. top. Oh, he does, yeah, the size of it. So he's kind of chunky. He has peanut butter cup chunks with a little bit of chocolate drizzle. The crumbled peanuts, I think, are the best thing, though, because I always hate it when they're too crunchy. These are, like, soft, crunch peanuts. So, like, that's good for the effect. <laughs> they stick in there better. <laughs> that's all sounds so dirty. <laughs> Well, you have to remember when you say the word peanuts, you have to enunciate that T. Oh, God, let him mumble all that <laughs> shit. It sounded, it sounded like something else. Oh, the, the, peanut, <laughs> the peanuts are very soft and nice. Oh, my God, that's so good. I love, I know it's like that's, that's obviously very like sweet peanut butter. It's so good, though. Oh, my God. It's the dirtiest donut day. <laughs> Sexiest donut day. <laughs> so our last one. It's quite a wind down from the other ones, but it's important nonetheless as the most iconic donut of all time, a classic glazed donut. Original glazed donut. In its purest form. The first donut ever to be born. <laughs> nice rhyme. That just, I don't even know how I did that. So, going here, do you want to do the honors of the purest donut? So pure. And you know what? I, one thing I wish actually Jay had on his menu is like old fashioned sugar. Like, I love when they just toss in like instead of the glaze because I really like just like the crunch of old fashioned sugar. It's perfect. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Oh, he's nailed it. I've never had an undercooked donut from him. It's a perfect donut. Okay, well, sorry, I'm going to stop singing stuff. So. It's okay, I like it when you sing. Because we need a, we need, we have a, our bard is always it's away. It's going to make myself cringe, I don't know. Don't though, because our bard is away, so we don't have him on ship at all times, so that you're like our bard, you're our bard backup. Um, you know what I really love about the way his donuts rise, though, is that the donut holes aren't that big. Like, he gets yeah. a lot of rise out of his, um, out of his full-on donuts. It's a talent. It's good. I'm so glad he left his job and started doing this. It made me, made me a happier human being.
What are you saying? You're a stuffed animal. Now you, you're not a human being. What did you say? I said it made me a happier human being, and he's like me too. Oh well, you're and it made me happier. I don't know. It makes I me said, happy for him. I know. I was making a joke. he's um successful for a reason. It was very much needed in Cabin the Valley, I think. Oh, I think it's fantastic. And oh, sorry, I was just teasing you. Sorry, I wasn't. I was just trying to. I was trying oh, to. I, know, just bust, I was trying to bust your bear claw, <laughs> your bear fur. So, oh my god, sorry, the glaze is all over my face, but oh shit, is real dirty that sounded. There's no way around it. This oh my time. god, this is like these are these are the dirt these are the sexiest donuts I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um, or right, past that. So now finishing up with Captain's Kitchen, we're gonna talk about breakfast burritos, and this will be really freeform. Yeah. For this, I would just say breakfast wrap, unless you're making it like Mexican, like burrito y. Fair, okay, fine. Breakfast wrap is yeah. fair because burrito specifically would be Mexican. That, that That's a fair point. So, taking making a breakfast wrap though, so like gummy bear, what's a good breakfast wrap to you? Or do you want me to go first? It's okay. Well, a good breakfast wrap is cheesy. I agree. A good breakfast wrap can have many things. It's so versatile. A good breakfast wrap doesn't drip grease all over your fucking hands. That's the... Despite it being cheeses. Bacon. Eggs. Other ingredients. You can throw so much in a breakfast wrap and not screw it up. Oh my god. Avocado. At work I used to smear avocado onto the wrap itself. Mm. Oh my god, it was the best. The best thing. And it's also properly sealed. So it doesn't fall apart. How do you seal it? With heat. What about you? Well, when I say how you seal it, I mean that because you can do, I, there's two options I can see. You can do it with a little bit of like oil or butter to make it crispy and kind of like a little bit crispy that, or you can do it dry, which is a bit better for, it's healthy for I prefer you. to do it dry. Mm-hmm. I, like, I agree. I'm just saying that there's a, there's a thing for both though, because uh, having the crease will make it crispier. Uh, but sorry, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to just do like an unnatural thing. I was just asking because <laughs> in case you had an opinion on that. Because uh, I, I do it dry more often than that too, right? Yeah. Um, but I used to do it with the butter because I just like the crisp it would give it. My, I agree with you with the cheese thing. Um, and the, you want to know a cool thing about, it's okay. The ship is rocky today. <laughs> you want to know the cool thing about cheese or I learned from watching, oh God, it was baking with babash. Babish? Babish. Babish, shit, sorry. Baking with babish. I'm sorry. Isn't it binging? Isn't his... It's binging with Babish. So he. I just wanted to say I always want to hear because you asked if I want to hear a cool fact about cheese. I always want to hear a cool fact about cheese. Okay, that's awesome. Every time we have to start reviewing natural pastures because like they're the yeah. they're the best cheese. They're pretty good. Uh, Their curds aren't the best. They're not bad, but they don't pass my standard. Cheese curds are just waste. Who cares? <laughs> um. I'm not here for another <laughs> argument, all right? I'm just saying facts. <laughs> curds, are, curds are the excess. Get out of my house. Curds are the, are the, <laughs> the waste after you make the good cheese. So, <laughs> cheese on a burrito, the, basically the more aged the cheese is, the more oils it will give off, um, and that's what gives it more flavor. 
So when you want to balance a perfect grilled cheese, like he was trying to make the perfect grilled cheese. Um, he was trying to make a grilled cheese deluxe from regular show. Okay. And he, uh, so we found the perfect thing is you have to have a mix of young cheese, which gives it a good stretch, and old cheese, which gives it more flavor. Because too much old cheese will have the most flavor, but then it'll be greasier. Yeah. That's where, like, aged cheddar, remember the cheese crust that we talked about? Yes. And so that's kind of a, those will give off more oil and be more likely to make it drip. Yeah. And that can happen for other factors, depending on what you put in your burrito, which I'll go into, because I like to saute veg in mine. Mm-hmm. The cheese, well, I just want to touch on the cheese about that and the grease in there, because cheese is very important in a breakfast burrito to me, because it binds everything. It holds everything yes. together in place, and that's what makes it non-messy, because if you don't have a binder inside of your breakfast burrito, when you bite into it, stuff will fall out, because it's a chunk of scrambled eggs with vegetables and other stuff. Well, I gotta say, I'm really good at wrapping, and, like, if you just, like, make sure you have a little bit of cheese, like, like you twist in your ingredients with have cheese, but then you're like having the cheese help seal it all together mm. by having it kind of like not all constant. The cheese isn't concentrated. The cheese is all throughout. Okay. I so when you wrap it over, the cheese is like helping when you when you seal it to help also seal it with cheese because it's glue. I got you. I don't. I don't uh, roll, I don't try to seal it with cheese. I try to mix it throughout, so it's kind of like spread like netting. Oh, you do both. Oh, you are the cheese champion. You dethroned okay, me. I made you a breakfast. You had half of my breakfast burrito last night. I had half your breakfast burrito last and night. And was it perfect or what? It wasn't perfect. <gasps> it was really good. <laughs> Rude. Uh... <laughs> I'm joking. I'm jo- I know. I'm joking. I know. I was just trying. I was trying to think of a comeback, and I stunned it. You heard me. Uh, I just have no comeback for that. I'm joking. I'm not. Actually. I know. I know. I know you're joking. I know you're. I know you're joking. But it's this is where we have a burn contest, and I just lost because I just fumbled. So you, you, you beat me again. Mic drop. Uh, except for not this one. Oh yeah, because we can't afford a new one. <laughs> uh, what I was going to comment on that though is the my my thing with it is I just would have had more vegetables in it because I like vegetables in my breakfast burrito. Yeah, at like 11 o'clock at night. I understand why. I, I'm not, that wasn't a criticism of the thing. I'm just saying that's what I prefer in breakfast. Burritos. And I didn't have my favorite breakfast wrap vegetables on hand. Mm. So. What I'm, are, just, I'm just making excuses. That's, I don't know that's, what, not, that's not an excuse. It's fine. It just <laughs> happens. Because breakfast burritos are the beautiful thing about them is that they're so versatile with whatever you can put into them. Whereas onion and garlic, it's, I mean, it's pretty staple. I like uh, bell peppers in mine. Yeah, totally, so, absolutely. It's really good. You want tomato s- too? Oh yeah, if you want to like spice not it up. Not too much, not too much. Because it'll make it too liquidy. Because yeah. tomatoes are like humans; they're ninety percent water. Oh, yeah, and you don't want your whole breakfast burrito to taste like tomatoes, because that's what will happen. Yeah, because they're so acidic. The, yeah. acid, the acidity brings out more flavor. Uh, I really oh for spicing up, I like jalapenos. Is that like a couple mm-hmm. sliced jalapenos? You leave a little bit of the capsicum in season because you don't you do less, but you just have them chunky and it's like a bite up. Whoa, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, but you know the important thing though is I find whenever you're putting vegetables in, just for anybody that's like a total beginner, that's not like the most first stop person cooking. If you want to put sauteed vegetables in a breakfast burrito, you make sure you just saute them enough so that the majority of the liquid is out of the vegetables, because that's what'll cause your breakfast burrito to drip. So I don't do this very often, but occasionally I will make hash browns and put them in it. Oh, I've made a breakfast burrito with ravioli. Not very often, but sometimes. You can put anything in a breakfast burrito. That's the beauty. Uh 
But I was going to give an offhand recipe for, actually, well, like, I want you to think about this gummy bear, but for scrambled eggs, like, think about what you're kind of good, what you would recommend for a scrambled eggs recipe, because I know my, mine's not that great for what I do with that. Okay. Uh, but just for vegetables, favorite combination, though, is, and I know you can't do this because you have allergies, but it's um, onions, red peppers, uh, green onions, or sorry, onions, green onions, red peppers, mm. mushrooms, garlic. That sounds great. That Fantastic. Sounds awesome. Then you have a couple of slices of either like ham or bacon in there, like crunchy in there yeah. with scrambled egg. And you know what I did last night for the burrito is I actually cut up my bacon and usually I, I prefer the bacon to be whole. Really? Yeah. I can I do you have uh, sorry. So I'm not sure what like that was something like was, that was something different that I did when I made that last night. Mm. So I don't usually cut my bacon I don't know why. I'm a big fan of cutting it up and scrambling it up. So like it would be because it, that way it's consistent throughout the entire thing. And That's well, what I did last night. It also breaks up evenly but because usually I don't. When bacon's in a single strip, when you bite into it, sometimes it pulls the whole thing out. Unless you have it super crispy. Not unless you cut the bacon properly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's that sinew though. It's not often. That's why I like like cutting it up. <laughs> but that's right. Just, uh, not, maybe I'm, I did it. Maybe I just I don't, I don't knew cook, you were gonna. I don't cook my bacon. I don't cook my bacon enough. I'm just like a, I'm a terrible shit cook. I can't cook. I telepathically, <laughs> psychically did it for you without realizing. It must have happened. <laughs> I, I believe it. I. Yeah. So you saute your vegetables, crisp up your bacon or meat, then chop that, chop it off into pieces. You throw it in a bowl with your scrambled eggs. Mix it up into a thing, and that's when you grate your cheese and then mix it up together. Roll it, put it yeah. into your burrito. Cannon fire! We roll it into a uh, we roll it into a, a tortilla shell, and then um, make sure that the lip of it is at least wrapped around over halfway through to seal it, because you don't want to overstuff your burrito. That's a that's a mistake I always make is overstuffing it. Then you yeah, then you just cook it till it's sealed. Yum. You rotate it on all sides, going even crispiness. But the important thing is to get the seal on the underside. And bonus points if you so, sorry. bonus points if you put avocado or cheese on the outer shell before putting your egg mixture in to rolling it. So you have that layer that gummy bear was talking about. So do you usually put all your cheese into your egg mixture? So oh. what I do is I put most of my cheese on the wrap, mm -hmm. and then I'll put like. Some cheese, but a, but not as like just a little bit into the egg mixture. That's what I do. Okay. Yeah. So there always is a little bit of cheese throughout the egg to keep everything else together, but but usually I grate my cheese and then most of it is gonna go on the burrito itself on the outside. Okay. And then like a little bit in the egg mixture instead of all of it being in the egg mixture. Okay. And Sorry, I'm probably not talking long enough. I'm trying. And how do you, uh, but how do you make scrambled eggs? Like, what are the best scrambled eggs to you? More cannon fire! Who's attacking Man, us? We, are, we gotta go talk to the crew, because, like, we're just under, they're just, under attack right or they're now. Keep, or they're wasting all our damn ammunition. How are we gonna fight Bill C-10 when it comes fighting I for bet, us? I, know, us I don't know, I bet we'll go out there and they'll be like, they'll be like, oh yeah, we were just, uh, we were just, uh, trying to shoot at that rock over there. I love that picture of Sorry. I, know. I was thinking of the picture of bad jokes. That's okay. It's, it's ammo wah, practice. Wah.
It's an practice of us trying to meme Justin Trudeau and John Horgan going to the white spot together. Yeah, they have the dinghy set up with a cardboard cutout. I, I think I might do that. I might make some, I might do some art. Just, you know, it's just, like, it's fine if they do that, but, like, it's just not the right time, right? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's great. I, it would have been better if Trudeau got the pirate They pack. know we're recording right now, but they mm. know better. The Reddit on that was so Dang funny. crew. No, the top comments were so funny on that Reddit. I want to mm. mean that shit. What were we talking about before this happened? Cannon Fire and Breakfast Burritos. Oh, you were talking about scrambled eggs. Yeah, so what's your favorite scrambled eggs recipe? Because mine, so mine's not accurate because sometimes I F it up, but I basically just take a couple eggs. I I like to do three in a breakfast burrito for like a hearty one, scramble them up, and then add like a dash of milk or cream. But I always seem to like get that off because I don't have the amount down. It's it's hard to do that. I used to put milk in my eggs and like, if you fuck it up, it ruins the eggs. And it makes the eggs really sweet too. It makes them gritty. Which I, yeah, I don't like that. Um, and like, I also am a fan of whisking the eggs up beforehand, but lately what I've been doing to make scrambled eggs is, you know, you put like your oil or your butter, whatever you're using in your pan. And then, um, as quickly, I can do it as quickly as I possibly can. I'll crack the eggs straight onto the pan, um, put like a pinch of pepper and a little bit of salt. The, salt, the, the, the salt amount depends on it. If, on putting cheese in or whatever mm-hmm. um, because the cheese will make it more salty and don't want I hate eggs when they're too salty mm-hmm. um, and then I'll just scramble it right in the pan that's what I've been doing lately okay I never but if you want a really smooth smooth scrambled egg you're just gonna whip it up real hard in a in a bowl or a cup beforehand to make sure that it's like not not too hard so you don't make it stiff you know, you got to get the, the egg whites in and you'll get a really smooth scramble. Just, I've been preferring the kind of like the rough, the rough scramble lately, myself personally. I find that, like, sorry, I was going to comment is that I find that whenever I try to scramble my eggs in the pan, just as they are, like drop them, get them to a bowl, make sure I have no egg in, or shell in them and then drop them in the pan. I never do it fast enough. And scrambled eggs are weird if it's like half, whisked in yolk half not like it's somehow worse than having it all cooked together with an intact yolk and frying it than it is if you scramble it all together somehow it just tastes better and i think that might be because the yolk is more spread out but probably but also like if you're finding that you're not fast enough then you need to turn your temperature down mm. then you have a little bit more time and you can adjust it if if you feel like it's not cooking fast enough or not hot enough to cook your eggs but well Oh, sorry, I was going to comment that it's... My problem with it is if it's too low, though, then they stick to the pan more. So yeah. it seems like no, they have to be... I have, to... I, sorry, like, I... Yeah. Well, I, you were I, have a bit of a, I have a bit of a breakfast forte, so, like, I know exactly what temperature I'm using to do it. So do you say medium, low, or high? Because I say if it's, like, too low, they stick to the pan. And if it's too high, then you can't scramble it. Like, what medium... Do you I would do, like, medium or medium low, and you want to make sure you're, like, letting your... Making sure that your pan's heated up. Before, like, is if you know, mm-hmm. like making sure it's at the temperature you want it before you throw your eggs in. Okay. And then from there, like, if you're at a, like, if you're at like medium or just just a touch like medium low, um, it's really easy to adjust just a little bit higher from there after. Okay. Pretty quickly, and then you don't want to really go over, like, like usually on. Um, electric stove it's like medium is, is technically five and then medium high would be like 
six or seven. Mm-hmm. So I would say like if you're like start start on like in between four and five, the medium, and then if you're feeling like that's not hot enough, move up in between five and six or like medium and six, like that area. Okay. That's good to know. Because yeah, eggs are like a kind of a iffy thing with me. Mm-hmm. But it also depends on your pans. I remember trying to make breakfast at your place before and being like, oh shit, your pans are not what I would use, personally. I don't have any, I, I, you're right where I don't have any proper sauteing pans. Uh, no, like it was all very much sticky. They're all metal. <laughs> I have all steel pots. and because, That was a long time ago. So. Yeah, that's like my, I have a shit ton of kitchen equipment. The problem is that any non-stick pan I had has gotten ruined by somebody or enough scratches, so it's beyond use yeah. for me because I'm I'm, all, I'm paranoid about the aluminum and Teflon. So that would so. be the tricky part for you personally if you're trying to make scrambled eggs at all. Yeah, I can't see the thing is I can do them in an aluminum pan without getting them to stick. It's just really fucking hard. Yeah. Because uh, I, I get well, it done on a little steel pan. Have you tried doing it on your griddle thing? I've tried it. Yeah, and I can do it sometimes there, but the, the heat has to be perfect for yeah. that. And it can't be too much too though because at the same time too much it it's only so big so if you pour too much eggs on it. Because it only heats up because it's not like a thorough. Well, you need a true kitchen spatula, like to do it on there, like especially doing scrambled because you want to go. Like, yeah, exactly. You, know? um, you want to be able. You can't do that on a fork. No, I do. I would do it with a spatula, like I do it with yeah. a silicone spatula. I mean, on your griddle specifically. Yeah, the problem is the heating thing with that though, because it again only heats in two spots. The middle is kind of very like cold area, so that's where it gets effed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is the and it's also a cleaning thing too. So I, I usually don't use the griddle because like if I mess up. Challenge accepted. If I mess up on a steel pan, it's a small thing to clean. If I mess up on the <laughs> griddle, it's a huge thing I have to clean. So it's more of a me lazy, being lazy thing. One of these days, I'll make you the perfect scrambled eggs on your griddle thingy. I would, I would love that. Nothing more than like have it be easy to clean up after, <laughs> and I'll worship you more than I already do. Oh dear. So, yeah, I think that was, that was pretty much uh, mostly the talk about breakfast burritos. And thank you for. Oh wait, did you like what would you say of a ratio for? Do you just recommend to people then for a scrambled eggs recipe, would you just say scrambled eggs and don't bother with the milk and cream because it doesn't do that much? Or is it influence it massively? Yeah, I, I, I used to be like, yeah, milk, but yeah. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think it's necessary. And yeah, just use salt and pepper, man. Okay. Vegetables, cheese, yeah. That's a, that's a good time. And, um, and you know, eggs are really, really easy to practice with. So like, just just practice, just just experiment. You'll find what you like, and it's and it's a very individual thing too. Well, fun fact for eggs for a thing to I guess end this episode with uh, that I learned in culinary school is that a couple things about eggs is that when Gordon Ramsay ever goes to a restaurant, he's testing out a like a. Uh, uh, chef, he always gets them to make them an omelet because it's the most staple thing that any chef can really do. Because eggs are such like the first thing you learn is like omelets and stuff like that. It's a very basic thing that can go really a long way. Um, but going farther into the eggs, um, the typical chef hat or the traditional one that's like stands up, that's straight up, which is like that's that the chef is easy to find <laughs> in the kitchen. But it has all those lines on the side of it, and that's for to represent the one hundred different ways you can cook eggs. Uh, and that's where that tradition comes from. And so that kind of speaks to that how universal eggs are as such a staple thing that it's like there's a hundred different ways you can possibly cook them. Just one single thing. So that's kind of the last uh, thing I really have for that. But do you have anything to sign off on with gummy bear or? Yeah, I have nothing else to say about breakfast burritos, but I think we're we're closing out. So thanks for listening.
Yeah. And uh, so, wait, what's our schedule for our next episodes? We're taking a break now because we're taking we're taking a week off after this. Uh, we're recording now on the Tuesday the thirteenth. We will be releasing this episode on Monday the nineteenth, and I believe will be dark on Monday the twenty sixth. Yeah, we do not have a bonus episode scheduled this week, so we'll be back um on August second. Yeah, and that'll be a tricky one too because I have a long I have a long work week in the middle of there too. So the we'll figure. The timing might be janky, but we'll, and if we'll we have can't that on record time. on time. I'll put everything else in saying we'll have see you later. <laughs> we'll, have we'll figure it out. We can. I say we. I say we do another movie episode because you give me good movies to watch. Maybe I. I haven't had. I haven't had any time to watch movies lately, so I'm not sure about that. But video um, games, then. Yeah, we could do that. Or internet culture. You could teach me about the internet because I'm like I. Internet I'm, history lesson. I'm an internet maybe. caveman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. We'll, figure something out fun shit figure something out thanks, well, thanks for listening everybody thank you for tuning in and uh listening to us ramble we hope that con feel free to contact us and stuff and uh we'll, God, we'll update our intros and outros soon oh my gosh yeah our our viewer discretion <laughs> take care everybody be well to each other um good luck with everybody with the whole lifting up pandemic restrictions and shit like that Go get vaccinated. Be good to your neighbors. Pretty good book every now and then. Watch Monty Python. Watch your teeth. Yeah. And wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, don't be a dick about it. Just chill out. Okay? Mind your business. Uh, everyone take care. Don't be afraid. Be aware. In a couple of Bye. fights, you were nearly blinded. Yelling at the wheel won't do much good. Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast today. If you'd like to know more about what we talked about, sources are in the description. And if you'd like to contact us, ask questions, or give feedback or anything, you can email us at canadianpiratecast at gmail.com or follow Beckham Kid on Facebook and Beckham underscore kid on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page for Canadian Pirate Cast. We appreciate anyone taking the time to talk to us, and that's all in the description. Bye!